The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Did did it just get heated up? Uh, You know, hotter than before? Yes, the first hour of the show, things took off like a rocket. And we were uh, covering everything about the uh, allegations from the Washington Post and the New York Times and others uh, about Donald Trump leaking uh, intelligence to two Russian officials. And Putin's spokesman is saying the report is uh, nonsense. We will get the report nonsense. And I mentioned to you that that cybersecurity was something we need to talk about, especially the ransomware attack that started over the weekend and continues, and those of you who haven't updated your software, uh, shame on you. Why did you need a second day to even have to think about it? What's wrong with you? You want to be held hostage by whoever these bad folks are? And then we hear that the, the Disney company is being held hostage. They're not admitting it's the Pirates of the Caribbean, the fifth version of the film that is being... Uh, held for ransom by some hackers, but darn it, that's out there. And they're saying they're not going to pay anybody. They they don't want to tell you which film it is, but it's generally accepted that the Pirates of the Caribbean film is is the one that's being held hostage. And so where are we on our, our security? Where are we on digital reliability and and things of this nature? Well, to get a better perspective on it, I reached out to uh, Lowell Ponte, who's an author and a a guy who's worked in radio as well. Uh, He's been everywhere when he worked for Reader's Digest, 33 countries from Indonesia to Israel to communist China. So he's got a global perspective on this. And unfortunately, uh, I have to to say he's a native of South California, and you guys know how I feel about California. I just wish we could take all the smart people out of California and bring them to a nice red state. But uh, Mr. Ponte is here to join us today. Hello, Lowell Ponte. Welcome to Puro Pelka, sir. Mike, good to be with you. Of course, what many of us hope is, A, San Diego, where I dwell, will be will secede from California. Uh, they're going to have fun with that if they ever try to do secession, because 45 point, uh, five about percent of the whole state is owned by the federal government. 
Oh, boy. God willing, the feds will not let that part secede. <laughs> so, so it'll be amusing to see what happens. Well, In any event, we can then have the evil people from Massachusetts and New York and elsewhere, the hyper-progressives, all move to California. And it will sink in the ocean of its own weight or its own madness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as to the computer, don't forget, there was that movie company that made the film about assassinating the head of North Korea, and North Korean hackers went in and just devastated the company, took everything they could, released all kinds of confidential financial and pay information, and so on, because this is the new mode of warfare. I mean, China alone employs 125,000 soldiers to do nothing but full-time cyber warfare. They get up in the morning, they put on their uniform, they hack into the computers of foreign countries or foreign businesses whose secrets they can steal and so on. Or, maybe scariest of all, foreign banks. Yeah, that's that's a little unnerving. And, and there was a report, uh, Lowell, we're talking to Lowell Ponte, author and uh, intelligence expert when it comes to computers, and if you couldn't tell. There was a report today that some credit card processing had been shut down or jammed today. Had you picked up on that story? Oh, I would imagine there's been a lot of that and doubtless more than has been reported. You know, banks don't like to report that they are suddenly highly vulnerable or losing money. But in 2017, hackers infected the computers of 140 banks that we know of in 40 countries. Uh, in 2016, North Korean hackers put a bug in the computers of SWIFT. That's scary. That is the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunications. This is the electronic clearinghouse for the world's banks. And then they just had its computer send out notices to various banks saying, oh, we would like uh, you to transfer so much money to so-and-so. And the banks did, as they routinely do, get given an order from SWIFT, they will just obey it. So, for example, Wells Fargo Bank in the U.S. simply transferred $12 million uh, to a recipient who turned out to be one of these hacker types. The earlier transfer that we were talking about in 2017, uh, they simply ordered that ATMs of hundreds of, or of more than 100 banks spit out untold millions into the paper bags of waiting accomplices of these hackers in places like Ukraine. So you can do frightening things. And it's becoming much worse because now, of course, the money you have in the bank doesn't exist as money at all. The money you have in the bank is just little blips in the computer. And if somebody can reach that computer, they can scramble your account, they can deduct or add to it. In fact, one of these takeover accounts was not detected for days because they simply added to everybody's bank account and then <laughs> withdrew the amount they'd added. So add $9,000 to Joe's account and then have $9,000 delivered to this ATM. And so when Joe looked at his bank account, there was no difference. Its net balance was the same as it had been. It's just that that money game had been played. And the whole world banking system is soon going to be in the throes of, of the cashless society where all transfers must be by computer. You will not even be allowed to use cash anymore to buy more than a hamburger. And the day that that is done, so that government can monitor everyone's transactions and control them, 
uh, on that day, if they get into your computers, it will be doomsday, literally. I mean, we now owe so many thousand times more than we actually have money to pay for. Mm-hmm. That we're talking about, I mean, if debt suddenly came due for very much, we have immediate debts that add up to enough that, let's say you had to open your wallet, Mike, and pay it at once. You begin stacking up $1 bills. You begin to approach the debt when that stack reaches 35 million miles high, the distance from here to Mars Oh, there's more than that. You could make another, I think, 17 stacks of dollar bills between Earth and the moon. But, I mean, it's an amount of money we can never pay. Well, and, and I think uh, we're, talking, we're talking to Lowell Ponte. If you want to know more about him, uh, I will tweet out a link to the pontification blog, and we're talking about uh, the cyber apocalypse or, or the possible coming cyber apocalypse. And, Lowell, I think a lot of this... And a lot of our lack of interest in it or lack of attention to it is because we can't wrap our heads around the number. The number is so big of debt, unfunded liabilities, etc. We're all just like, I, I can't even deal with that. I got to deal with my day to day life. So uh, I ask a guy like you who has the global perspective, how does how do how does the average person protect themselves and or. Or, or try and guard against a uh, this kind of attack, or if the government's really who we have to have responsible for building the digital wall, how do we how do we try and protect ourselves individually? Is it stacks of gold and boxes of lead for our guns? Is that what we need? Well, those are the two precious metals of the future. Yes, <clears throat> but in the meanwhile, uh, why even have a bank account if they're going to pay you? Uh, if they're if they're going to do negative accounting, so that you actually have to pay them to lend your money, and you're not making anything from your bank account, why take the twenty major risks that Craig Smith had outlined in our book? Uh, don't bank on it. Uh, those risks are terrifying if you study them. Uh, oh, by the way, we would be happy to give any of your listeners a copy of our white paper that updates that book with the. Okay, current- we're. Terrifying what's thing. the you just call it the best number and and we'll pay okay. we'll pay everything one eight hundred six three zero fourteen ninety two like the year Columbus sailed the ocean blue one eight hundred six three zero fourteen ninety two but you have now been warned you have seen that apparently the hackers were using an NSA program National Security Agency program that had been developed to exploit Microsoft XP computers, a program codenamed Eternal Blue. There's a there's a cheery note for Big Blue. Um, <laughs> a little bit of a warning. Movie, you remember the movie 2001 that had Hal the computer in it? Sure. The name Hal, of course, is simply an offset by one digit of the letters IBM. Yep. That's where Hal came from. So... Uh, if if we ever were pushed to pay off existing debt in any form, uh, we'd be looking at about $1.4 quadrillion worth of debt. Forget Ooh. trillions. $1.4 quadrillion, an unimaginable number. But the U.S. government was pressuring Microsoft and Apple to provide back doors in their programs so that the government could hack all of them. 
Imagine government had had that and that had been stolen from the government. There would be no safe computers at all. The real safety, of course, though, is to recognize that it isn't just your bank that is an insane investment nowadays. It is the money itself. The money itself is now just funny money. And it is only worth what the government decides to print on a given day. I mean, well, we, we certainly went through eight happen, years of printing. You know, yeah, if the government happen. prints another ten, twenty, thirty trillion dollars to pay off a major attack, then that debases every dollar you have. You might have started with a one dollar dollar, and you're now with a, a thirty cent dollar. And that's not a particularly... But you see, since they implemented the Federal Reserve and so on in 1913, let's say your gold dollar was worth 100 cents of purchasing power back then. It's now worth about two pennies. It has fallen to only about 14% of what it was in 1971 when Richard Nixon severed the last link to gold. At least gold cannot be stolen or hacked or manipulated by any of these... Uh, exercises that hackers could do or or governments are doing. Well, Lowell, one of these days we're, we're going to have to, in the future, have a conversation about rehypothecation of gold because that's another topic that I think... I know this is all cheery conversation for everybody, but it is a reality check for all of us to understand what we're facing and and it's uh, to be aware and to be forewarned and when you when you look at the hacks that we're seeing, both the ransomware, which is now suspected to be North Korea, which was the the nation behind the hacking of Sony, as Lowell explained, that exposed all of those secret and serious uh, emails that got a lot of people upset in Hollywood. And we have other issues that are happening as we speak. Uh, this is an issue that isn't going to change and isn't going to go away. And if you want, if you want Lowell's white paper, as he said, you can give him a call at 800-630-1492. 800-630-1492. They'll send it to you, and you can uh, you can get updated on all of the wisdom from Lowell Ponte. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you are a man your of expertise, wisdom, Michael. But Hollywood is relatively safe now that it's owned by communist China. <laughs> That's a good point. We'll be seeing communist Chinese guards at the Paramount Gate one of these days. Thank you, Lowell. Be careful out there. You know, you, you've got great golf courses in your town, but I worry about all the progressives. Thank you, Lowell Ponte. Uh, when we get back, uh, I'll update you on, on what's happening since we stepped away from the press conferences. Uh, the president is speaking with the uh, the the White House press corps and some of the press reps uh, with the president of Turkey. I don't know what the heck Erdogan and Trump talked about, but I'll get an update and fill you in next. And then um, our buddy is back from France. Emily Zanotti of Heat Street joins us just around the corner on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. 
To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, I got uh, some slightly uh, depressing news, breaking news. Emily Zanotti not going to be able to join us at the bottom of the hour. She's got she's got some other breaking story she will cover. I will share with you some of the topics we were going to cover, but more importantly, I have to remind you that you you need to stop delaying this. You need to get on this right now. You need to reach out and get a hold of the people at Relief Factor. Look. I'm in my ninth week of taking Relief Factor. Life-changing for me, possibly for you. You know, it is an, it's an all-natural anti-inflammatory. It comes in these easy-to-use packets. They're like little vitamins. It's got fish oil. It's got herbs. And the combination has helped me reduce any need for painkillers. I never take prescription painkillers. I... I used to take, before I started taking Relief Factor, I used to take a handful, pretty much actually, over-the-counter, those gel caps, you know, the green ones. And uh, I haven't since I started taking Relief Factor. So call Relief Factor, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, or go to relieffactor.com, get the information, could change your life. There are thousands of people who've said, look, I can tie my shoes I can get down on the ground and stretch. I'm gardening more. I'm out walking more. I'm even running a little bit. It's Relief Factor. Changed my life. I waited too long. I wished, that's my only wish is that I had done it sooner. 1995 for the three-week quick start pack. 1995, most people see results seven to 10 days. Call Relief Factor, 800-500-8384. I'm going to keep on you until you feel better. Seriously, I am. Now, when we went away for the break, uh, we, were, we were watching the White House because President Trump and President Erdogan were meeting. And after their meeting, they had a brief moment with a couple of statements to the media. And uh, something that the president said always, always grabs my attention. The president talked about looking forward to working with the Turkish prime minister and achieving peace in the Middle East. But it, see if you can see what uh, what makes me laugh and go, come on, sir. I are also discussing the need to reinvigorate our trade and commercial ties. These are areas where we can build our relationship that will benefit both of our countries. Military equipment was ordered by Turkey and the president, and we've made sure that it gets there quickly. I look forward to working together with President Erdogan on achieving peace and security in the Middle East, on confronting the shared threats, and on working toward a future of dignity and safety for all of our people. Mr. President, thank you for visiting our country and joining us today at the White House. It is a great honor to have you with us. Thank you. Now, did anyone catch it? Did anybody catch it? Where's the advanced person on this? Where's the person who stops the president before he goes out there, or at least puts the card on the table with this name. On achieving peace and security in the Middle East, 
on confronting the shared threats wait, 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 and on wait, working wait, wait. on achieving peace and security in the Middle East. I look forward to working together with President Erdogan. With who? President Erdogan. Well, that's how it's spelled, sir. It's E-R-D-O-G-A-N, Erdogan, if you look at it. But I think the most important courtesy we can give anyone is to get their name correct. Seriously, at the end of the day, that's all you have. At, when everything is taken away from you, you have your name. And if your name has been good and you've held up to your principles, your name should stand solid. And we should be able to say it correctly, Mr. President. It's Erdogan. And why wouldn't somebody have written it phonetically for the president? President Erdogan. It's not to, to say President Erdogan. Now you sound like Joe Scarborough. Somebody who just doesn't care. I know it's a little thing, but as a guy whose name has been mispronounced brutally from childhood, I think it's important. I know this is a tiny thing. I want the president to be the best he can be. Get his name right, sir. We'll come back and play the Turkish president's comments after the break. This is Piero Pelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Well, 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 we are watching everything we can, of course. Uh, for those of you who were tuning in, hope, hoping to get an update from Emily Zanotti, our buddy over at Heat Street, she just kind of called and said, I got to be there tomorrow. You got to you gotta wait. So um, we, we hope to get Emily on. I have a bunch of questions about her trip to France. She just got back from France. She was there during the French elections. And had some pretty interesting things to say. Uh, there's new polling data out today. Um, this is showing that uh, if the election were held today, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson would beat Donald Trump 42% to 37% with not sure tra trailing in third place. Uh, that comes from 64% uh, of the Democrats surveyed saying they would vote for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Only 10% of Democrats saying they would vote for Trump, which I think is an improvement for Trump. And um, in the Republican category, 20% of the GOP said The Rock over the Donald. 73% of the GOP surveyed said they would vote for Trump over The Rock. And 7% are unsure. And in the independents, it's pretty much a push. If uh, independent voters are required to settle this, 36% of independents say The Rock, 35% say Trump, obviously margin of error type proximity there, and uh, not sure 30%. So this should bolster The Rock if he's even thinking about this. <laughs> if he's even thinking about it. So an interesting little bit of survey. Before we went away, I was... 
I was telling you that the, the president of Turkey, President Erdogan, uh, that nobody thought to put the spelling in, in phonetic terms for Mr. President. As a matter of fact, I wonder if the term phonetic would throw the president. I'm not saying he's dumb. Don't get mad. I'm just saying that he may not like be written out that way. But the Turkish president, speaking through an interpreter, had something to say during their joint press event just a few moments ago. To thank President Trump and his team for the generous hospitality they have shown us upon arrival, not only to my personal self, but to the entire members of my delegation on behalf of the entire Turkish nation. Thank you, Mr. President. Bir kez daha huzurlarınızda Sayın Trump'ı seçimlerde elde ettiği tarihi zafer için kutluyorum. So that was the president of Turkey speaking. And now these are the words that his interpreter says the president was saying in Turkish uh, just now. And this kind of makes me laugh. Again, in your presence, I would like to congratulate President Trump for the legendary triumph that he has garnered in the aftermath of the elections. For the legendary triumph he has garnered in the aftermath of the election. Can we just tone down the butt kissing and just say... You're president. Act like you're president. You shouldn't expect to have these kind of butt smooching thank yous from world leaders. You know, so one of the advancement, again, I blame the people around the president. Somebody takes the guy by the elbow and leads him around the corner and says, listen, when we do the remarks, let's just get down to business and talk about how excited we are that our two nations are working together. And we're excited that uh, the president has us here. We're doing business. Apparently, Turkey ordered a bunch of military hardware from us, which is great. That's business for American manufacturing. But you don't need to thank, you don't need to congratulate the president. You don't need to say anything about that. Now, of course, of course, there was a a mention of General McMaster in this too, uh, talking about the meeting with the foreign minister of Russia as well. This came up in the little press event with Erdogan. These are people shouting questions, obviously. Sorry. We had a very, very successful meeting with the foreign minister of Russia. Uh, Our fight is against ISIS. Uh, As General McMaster said, uh, I thought he said, and I know he feels that we had actually a great meeting with the foreign minister. So uh, we're going to have a lot of great success over the next coming years. And we want to get as many to help fight terrorism as possible. And that's one of the beautiful things that's happening with Turkey. Uh, The relationship that we have together will be unbeatable. So thank you all very much. I appreciate it. We're going to meeting. So no matter how many questions the press will shout at the president, he's not going to answer. He's not going to get moved off script on this one, uh, directing solely the attention to the success of the meeting last week that the president had with uh, Sergei Lavrov and uh, Sergei Kislyak and not dealing with any of the allegations from The Washington Post about about what we've been hearing about all day. And it's the Washington Post and now New York Times supported story about a leak. Was there a leak? Is there a leak? Is there a leak we should worry about? 
we're we're going to be all we're mindful of this and we're all over it that's all you need to know uh now the next step that we're going to hear in this russia 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 investigation is going to be uh the interview tonight with sally yates sally yates is going to appear with anderson cooper this evening and they're already kind of leaking out stuff on this one so there won't be that many surprises but Yates is telling everybody that uh, the Russians had real leverage on Flynn. And that's the reason why she went to the White House and warned the White House that they have to they have to pay attention to this. Now, it took the White House a little bit of time to actually react to Sally Yates' statement. And then she ends up getting fired anyway. She got fired, though, not for alerting the White House to Flynn, but she is someone who would not support Donald Trump's travel ban to the restrictions on travel from the nations that were importing or exporting terrorism around the world. So uh, the Yates interview tonight with Anderson Cooper is, is going to be a big deal for CNN. And I guarantee you it'll be much talked about tomorrow all day. And we will have that for you. Uh, also, did you see the story um, yesterday? about a comment made by Mika Brzezinski on Morning Joe saying that Kellyanne Conway uh, really didn't like her job. Kellyanne Conway, uh, basically accusing Kellyanne Conway of working for a candidate she did not like solely for the paycheck, that she was only there for the paycheck. Well, I need to pull that clip for you and play that for you. It's kind of an important piece of information. The clip is, is vital to, to what Kellyanne Conway said today because Kellyanne Conway decided enough is enough and she responded and uh, sent out a response, uh, a, a text response. It's not a video statement. So I'm going to pull the Mika Brzezinski clip and then uh, read to you Kelly, Kellyanne Conway's statement. I think this is fascinating now that now that Meek and Joe are engaged, it's almost as if they're they're plotting like a a morning radio show and doing their thing here. That they're setting up each one's going to take a position and then this one's going to stand on this side and this one's going to be on the other. Uh, I do think in a sidebar that this is going to be the end of any credibility they have on the air. If it now becomes like a wacky morning zoo of politics. But I want to get into Mika, Mika Brzezinski's statement on Kellyanne Conway. And then Kellyanne Conway's reaction. We'll deal with that next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Wow, wow, wow. We are monitoring some pretty fast-moving developments today. And yes, this is the daytime edition of Pure Opelka. If you're listening at night when we follow Buck Sexton, first of all, thank you. We appreciate you. Buck is now on 7 to 10 p.m. and Pure Opelka on 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, Eastern Time I did light the bat signal to see if we could get Buck on the phone. I know he's really busy at the moment, uh, working on a couple of different 
presentations for this evening. So um, it's doubtful, but if it happens, he said he'd love to talk to the audience and, and share some thoughts on this. John Cornyn, Senator John Cornyn, has just just now pulled himself out of consideration for taking over the FBI director position. That's huge. That is, that's a big deal. And part of me says um, Texas is worried about, about the efforts to turn it blue. And I will tell you that four years ago, I was part of a group that studied Texas and the reality of the Democrats spending all kinds of money to try and turn Texas from a reliable red state to a blue state. It's a very serious effort that's underway. And so I I know that many people, I know Senator Ted Cruz has to be aware that he will be targeted the next time he runs for office. I know Cornyn feels the same way, that they are using the immigration wedge to try and get a toehold in states like Texas, where a huge immigration influx could mean the difference in certain districts and, and even in the Senate races. So pay attention. But but uh, Cornyn has taken himself out of consideration for the FBI director's position. That's, a, that's kind of a big deal. When we left, we were discussing this uh, late-breaking story about Kellyanne Conway and Mika and Joe. And it was yesterday, I believe it was, on the morning Joe, and you know that they're going to demand, they being Mika, going to demand it's going to be morning Joe and Mika soon, now that they are a couple, officially. Uh, but this was yesterday when there was talk of a White House shakeup, but there was also some some kind of nasty talk about Kellyanne Conway and and why she does what she does. This is a woman, by the way, who came on our show during the campaign and would chill for Trump in um, extensive um, fashion. And then she would get off the air, the uh, camera would be turned off, the microphone would be taken off, and she would say, Blech, I need to take a shower because she disliked her candidate so much. Also said, it was very... Wait, 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 wait. Mika is claiming that Kellyanne Conway would get off the air and take off her microphone and say, blah, I need to take a shower. Now, what makes you think she wasn't talking about being on the same set with you? What makes you think that? Mika, Mika claims that it's because Kellyanne disliked her candidate so much. Hmm. Hmm. She added a little bit more here. Singh also said this Joe that um, this is just this is just like my 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 summer in Europe. This is just my vacation. I'm just I'll be, doing this I'll, for the money. I'm just doing it for the money. I'll be off this soon. She, I don't know that she ever said this. I'm doing this one. But she said, this is just my, my summer vacation, my summer in Europe. And basically, I'm, I'm just I'm going to get through this. But first, I have to take a shower because it feels so dirty and, to be saying what I'm saying. I guess she's just used to it now. And, and also, I thought it was very interesting after the Access Hollywood tape came out. That's when she started referring to Donald Trump as her client, my client. 
Okay. What my more client. Do you need? We're saying I'm separating. I don't believe in this guy. He's just my client. It's just a paycheck. Interesting. Joe and Mika both going on the attack. It is a very coordinated attack, is it not? Very coordinated, these two. And today, Kellyanne Conway responded. And, you know, this is, I think this is good stuff. I, I think it's great that Kellyanne Conway actually addressed this. Uh, she did it. She did it in, um, in text form. And uh, what did she say to, to Joe and Mika? Well, it's being labeled as Kellyanne Conway fires back, saying the host of MSNBC's Morning Joe have become virulent critics of president, of the president and, they, and those close to him. Ignoring insults and insinuations is a valuable skill. But when sentiments are attributed to me that are not true, it is necessary to respond. I think that is on target. My beliefs, commitments, and loyalties are plain to see. The notion that I am serving for the money or a paycheck is absurd. As campaign manager, I made a fraction of what other consultants have made on unsuccessful presidential campaigns. Then I walked away from dozens of opportunities for millions of dollars. Walked into the White House, I would do it again. It is a privilege to assist President Trump in the White House, just as it was during the campaign. I know him, I respect him, I believe in him, and I am confident in his capacity to be a transformative and successful president. Mika, the ball's in your court. You want to respond? Good for you, Kellyanne Conway. Good for you. I, I think that's a very classy response. Uh, we'll, we'll see what else is coming down the pike, as this is no doubt going to be an ongoing battle between Morning Joe, Mika and Joe, and third hour of the show is just around the corner. What could possibly happen next? <laughs> Come on back and we'll find out together. Opelka. With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.